Hey, I got a question for you. Which can you hold longer? A grudge or a goal? Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into the long game. I'll see you then. Is it just me or does it seem like time is speeding up where as results are slowing down? I'm asking this question because, of course, I'm looking at everything that I have in my plans and I'm looking at everything that my colleagues are doing. I'm even looking at things that I want to happen in, you know, everyday life and It just seems like it is taking way longer to do things these days. Now, that might not be the case for you, but if it is, stick with me because I've been doing some investigating and yes, I got you. So I was reading this uh, article the other day and uh, it was one of those Business Insider articles and It looked back at an interview where they had talked to Jeff Bezos in 1999 when Amazon was only five years old and he did some predictions. And so they went back, you know, to kind of see what he said would uh, possibly be happening. And he hit quite a few of them. He talked about uh, how uh, uh, shopping malls would be a thing of the past. And he talked about a lot of different things that come to fruition. And what he said was that there were two main things that uh, he was banking on. Those two main things being that people wanted to continue to have quality and entertainment, but this is the other one. But they wanted to also have convenience. And so this is what he said. He said, shopping malls are going to be a thing of the past, but movie theaters will still be around because that's an entertainment quality experience. He said that you'll still be willing to get out of the house and go see a movie, even though you can watch it at home. And he's, you know, he's right for the most part. And then the other side of that was where it started sending bells off in my mind. Ding, 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 ding. And that was, he talked about convenience and he talked about how in the future, people are going to want to be able to have things immediately delivered. Uh, He talked about how uh, the attention span, the instant gratification was increasing. And he even talked about this thing with regards to customers. Now, he was radical at the time because he said that we want to be uh, insanely devoted to our customers. But then there was an addendum to that. And he said, because our customers are famously unstable in their uh, desires and their wants. Now, there's his book. It's called Predictably Irrational. Uh, predictable irrationality. And um, I'll put the link in there, you know, for you guys. And it talks about how people are just, we're irrational when it comes to what we want, but it can be predictable. And um, 
it's it's linked to our uh, gratification, our lizard brain, if you will. And so this was kind of like uh, Jeff Bezos uh, saying that he was taking this a little further, you know, and um, expanding on that as to how he was going to run his company. So 20 years later, here we are sitting and it was the truth. Now, this is the part (laughs) that I started really getting uh, an understanding on. And I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I was playing a long game, but I'm not, I'm not really playing a long game here. I'm not. And isn't it amazing when you get on the scent of something, how other things just start, you know, coming around and, in, uh, you know, I, I, you know, these, these great, uh, synthesis of information and synchronicities of events start happening. So I was looking at something else um, for a, a client. I was researching some things and some trends. And um, I came across um, an interview with a uh, top AI, American-based AI developer, Dr. Uh, ben Gort, Gort. I, I know I'm messing up his name. Uh, and he was doing a, a casual interview uh, to lay people because he normally talks to people who are in that industry. And, uh, of course, he asked the normal questions of, do you think AI is going to kill us? <laughs> Are they going to ever get to the point where they don't need us? Uh, but he talked about something else. And he talked about how, right now, there are certain countries Um, namely China and a lot of the Asian countries who are putting, uh, playing a long game. And the way they're playing a long game is, is that they are investing in AI. Uh, They are investing in renewable energies, uh, nanotechnologies, biotechnologies, and they're not investing as heavily in military, as you would think, that a country with 1.5 billion people would be investing in. No, they're going after technology, heavily with the technology and with renewable energies. And so uh, Dr. Goetz, and I, like I said before, I am murdering his name. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to actually just um, spell it for, and I, I say Goetz, but it's Gertz, Gertz. So, so it's Dr. Ben Gertzel, G-O-E-R-T-Z-E-L, Ben Gertzel. Yeah, I wasn't looking at it and I was really murdering his name. But anyway, he's a leading uh, mind in that area. And uh, he said, instead of um, continuing to uh, invest in what he called antiquated ideas of how humans will think that uh, they are instead banking today on what their future is going to look like in 10, 20, 25, and 30 years. So the stuff they're doing right now is they're playing the long game. Now let's jump back over to Mr. Basil so I can, you know, weave some of this stuff in. Uh, one of the things that Jeff Bezos did when uh, he was raising capital and going public and things is he convinced his uh, board and, and shareholders that he was going to reinvest in the company and not try to make a huge profit for an extended amount of time. And because he was 
continuing to grow this company exponentially, this little company named after a river, uh, uh, he he kept growing it. They continued to put their faith in him. And he was like, just trust me, just trust me. Uh, if you just let me do my thing, I'm going to grow it and everybody's going to be happy. Fast forward 20 years from then, from 1996 to around 2016, all of a sudden we're starting to look at Amazon and Jeff coming from out of almost nowhere uh, from where we used to just have the Buffets and, uh, well, not the Buffets, but Warren Buffett and um, Microsoft uh, guy <laughs> uh, and, you know, Steve Jobs and all of them vying for those top spots of money. But now the maturation on the plan that Amazon has set out way back in 1996 started to happen. And I wanted to talk about this thing called the dip. And so the dip is where you decide that you are willing to take a dip, a depreciation, a back seat, or, or whatever it is in your lifestyle and income to either self-correct your trajectory or to squirrel away. So think of this as the person who is willing to um, forego all of um, the accoutrement of uh, working, you know, it, and have some self-discipline or even work on your self-discipline and self-control to squirrel away for that rainy day, year in and year out, not doing anything, not, you know, saying I owe it to myself. No, actually going through this dip in your lifestyle when everybody else in your uh, social circle is enjoying the fruit of their labor, you're not. And uh, so that is what a dip is. And, and it takes a lot to do that uh, because when we look at uh, earnings and um, income, especially in a capitalist society in the world, you know, let's just face it, that's what makes the world go around these days. Wealth is actually tied to self-esteem and it's tied to self-esteem, not only because we're programmed that way, but because in our particular society of quote-unquote individuality, each person is trying to self-actualize. And the way we self-actualize is by showing our um our, our happiness through things. And uh, this is not a put down. It is what it is. Uh, don't believe me? Downsize. Uh, do away with things and see if people don't think you're either depressed, crazy, or just totally shiftless. Um, the society is just not made for us to decrease. We are truly strapped to our hedonistic treadmills of luxury. We are truly strapped to this aspirational living because to aspire to have things that are very rare that other people can't afford does more to justify your individuality does more to show that you're special. And so it's a vicious cycle that happens. But let me tell you something else. Um, uh, when I was listening to uh, Dr. Uh, ben, I want to just call him Dr. Ben, but Dr. Ben Gertzel, 
when he was talking, it reminded me of um, the games that we play. So one of the most technically uh, challenging and strategy games of, you know, long-term strategy would be something like chess, right? Well, there is a game that is prevalent in older uh, from my understanding, than even chess, um, in the Chinese and Asian society, that's called Go, G-O. And even though the rules are very simple, the game is way more complex, exponentially more complex, and able to be pl- played with variations and length um, beyond a chess game. And I was like, you know what? Wow. It's kind of like understanding a little bit more how you can have a society who is willing to put monies into stuff that people are shaking their heads like, why are you doing that? And they're just, you know, smiling um, and putting up their, their wind turbines and their renewable energies and building their empty cities that they're going to have people moving into in the next five to 10 years and those types of things. And it, you know, it's almost like, um, the uh, Noah and the Ark kind of thing. It doesn't make sense <laughs> until it does. And that's that's where I'm finding that we're we're needing to consider, you know, so this is, you know, the wisdom smack that I'm starting to get is that the reason why stuff is not coming to me, to those that I know as fast as it could be, is because it is time to move in to the long game. It is time to move in to becoming a sower, to sow seed. Um, and, and that is the beginning of a cycle, to sow those seeds. Um, I remember as a little kid, we would get our, our little seeds in, um, in school and we would get to plant them and water them and all of that. And uh, I remember taking my little a uh, seed, a uh, uh, little uh, pot of dirt home and just staring at it. And my mom, you know, having to tell me, baby, it's, you're not going to see anything for a few days. And to me, oh my God, a few days, that might as well have been a few, have been a few years. And she was like, well, I would sure hate to see what would happen if you were trying to plant a tree. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and, and so I looked at how it is very hard to wait. It is very hard to have that self-control. And I'm going to tell you, it's really hard to have a long game when things like your self-control, self-discipline, self-esteem are tied into it. Because on the other, on the other hand, like I said before, when I was talking about Jeff Bezos and the things that he was predicting, people were rolling their eyes at him. And they were like, uh-uh. And he said, I'm going to have an everything store. They even, and I, I'm, I'm going back to this article that I talked about earlier, this Business Insider article, and I'll put the link to the article in the show notes. Um, but he even talked about, he was like, I'm going for an everything store. And they were like, but you sell books. And he was like, yeah. And um, in hindsight, which is, of course, very clear, they realized that at the time, he was going for being the online entertainment and convenience store where his competitors of Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, all of those were simply trying to hold off and protect their turf. 
And he was like, you can have that. I don't care. I'm going to take it anyway, but <laughs> I am going, I, I, I'm setting my sights bigger and I'm willing to uh, make sure I do everything to make these customers happy. And I want it to be where when they go online, they go to Amazon. And he has come, he has made good on that long-term strategy. But you had a lot of people questioning his gamble, uh, questioning if it was going to work. And even looking at him, you know, side-eyed, let's just, you know, let's just say it as it is. Like, you know, what are you doing? And um, it's really hard when you find that what needs to happen is you need to play the long game. Now, let me talk a little bit about the um, the what the long game looks like, not for a corporation, not for a country, but for you and me. Okay, so when when we're looking at the long game, and I, I want to first tack, tackle what the long game looks like for you, and and how you know you should be in the long game. Uh, the long game looks like this. If you are being forced to consider a, a new way of doing things, you have come to a proverbial or literal end of the road with your career, with uh, your family makeup, with your health, or or with, with anything. There is a definitive end or a dying away of something. A change has got to be made. Okay. And I say this because a lot of people are like, I just want to keep things the way they are. I don't want to start over. And so if you're finding that you're looking at possibly having to start over in something, you might be in for the long haul. On the A part, I asked, what could you hold longer, a grudge or a goal? These days, you got to let go of any of the negative negativeness that has brought you to this point. Or even if there isn't any negativeness, you, you have to let go of all of the in, uh, in embedded training and expectations that you've had in the past. Because in today's world, you're having to endure not seeing uh, the seed immediately pop up. <laughs> You're having to till the soil and work for it and hold on to it. And it doesn't look like anything is happening and being able to wait it out. And uh, I'm not just saying this because it's happening to me. I'm saying this because I'm, I'm reading the trends of what's going on. Uh, let me Let me give you another one. So, okay, so if you are, you know, at this end, then you're possibly in, needing to get a long game because you're at a change, all right? Another one is, is if you have come off of some good wins, and when I say some good wins, I'm talking about your 2012 to maybe 2018 or maybe 17, they were on point. You Everything was popping and hitting for you, and things have slowed down, and you're still trying to keep that momentum. You're trying to hire more people, outsource more stuff, or get the bigger, you know, promotion and work harder and all of this kind of stuff. And it seems like your efforts are not giving you back the return they used to. 
Yep, you guessed it. You are at the beginning of your long game as well. All right. Now, I can't cover a lot of them because we got a lot to do, you know, a lot to talk about. And I want to just kind of give you these wisdom smacks to help you out. All right. So if if you're coming to an end of something or your efforts are not giving you back the uh, return that you have been used to, you're probably good candidates for having to settle in and get ready to take a dip in your lifestyle and your income because now it is time for you to self-correct. It's time for you to uh, get a, a plan. It's time for you to stop playing checkers because, you know, everybody was like, I'm not playing check a checkers, I'm playing chess. You know, it's time for you to stop playing checkers and chess and move on to go. <laughs> and it's time for you to be able to look over uh, the horizon to see the far off goal and start to to build what it takes to get there. Now, that brings me to this this next thing. So, okay, I understand this, Michelle. So what do I have to do? Well, the the first thing I'm going to tell you is, is that you're going to need to understand that this is going to kind of like be a uh, boot camp and then it's going to follow um, forward towards like almost an apprenticeship where you have to work for it. I was reading um, a a snippet of a book the other day. I was doing, uh, you know, just going back and looking at what it takes for an apprentice to be made. Because I'm really serious about this, you guys. This long game is real. And the way an apprentice was made, uh, an apprentice, it took an apprentice seven years to work with a master and to be able to get to the point where that apprentice was going to be able to work on his or her own. Now, I I was looking at this with regards to the masters like Michelangelo and and, um, different sculptors and painters back in the Renaissance period, but seven years. and so they, they learn their craft and what they would do at first is they would take menial tasks. Now, I used to believe that interns were all young, but back in those days, that did not mean that case. A lot of times people were coming off of indentured servitudes. They were having to, just like we do today, having to choose second careers because maybe the career they were in had... Um, been done away with because just like us, they were at the the precipice of uh, a change with their technologies of, of, of things. Because remember, this is Renaissance period. They're coming out of the dark ages. The printing press is coming uh, to pass. They're making uh, bold discoveries and scientific uh, discoveries. You know, Rene Descartes is um, talking about this whole individualism and the thought and the thinking and making people's minds wake up to develop more efficient and effective ways to do things. And so you had a lot of people who were now saying, okay, I need to get a job. <laughs> you know, I, I, I need to provide for my family. I need to come into the city and work with the masters. And so they had to humble themselves and start at the bottom again to learn a new trade and learn a new 
uh, way of doing things. Learned, and, and so at that time, they were learning to work with their hands. At this time, I still believe we are going to be working with our hands a lot, but I also believe we're going to be working with the tools of communication. You know, so uh, if I had to say anything, because you only, you, I don't want to say you only need, but um, we're getting to the point where there is going to be a saturation of people who code and try to, you know, create apps and all of these kinds of things. Uh, but at this particular time, people are going to need more people who have informational power, connective power, as uh, and, and as well as um, understanding how to convey and communicate, uh, uh, communicate things. And so, uh, they're going to need. They're going to be a lot of people who are going to be leaving jobs and learning how to write for a living, learning how to articulate their thoughts, learning how to learn to be able to just even go and do more things. I talked about on the other day the adaptability quotient is going to be the big thing. How fast can you change when your environment changes? How fast are you able to get back on your feet? And so it's going to be a lot of that happening as well. And so the biggest uh, components of character that are going to need to be built is going to have to be your self-control, your self-discipline, and your ability to be diligent and consistent. You see, part of me even doing my daily podcast is because I am in this long game right now and I am having to force myself sometimes to stick to it and it doesn't feel good because I am going through the internship, the stretching and the breaking down of old ways to uh, do something new and uh, to learn uh, from the bottom up a new way. I am taking a dip in my lifestyle. It looked great. You know, I've got family members like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and other people like, what are you doing? But someone said it does not yet appear. And so I'm sharing this with you because this is real. And it's not just for me and people I know. I'm seeing this around the world. Thank goodness that we have global means to interact with people. But there are a lot of people who are having to finally stop being in denial and understanding that they've got to start with a new way of life, whether it be a career, whether it be starting over with a different family or makeup or relationship makeup or whatever it is. But this is a time, and I know I'm talking to someone who's listening to me. This is a time where you're going to have to embrace the dip. You're going to have to be willing to go back to the basics of your lifestyle, of your income. You're going to have to possibly do some self-correction of uh, your expectations. You're going to have to evaluate your hedonistic treadmill of what you really think you need to survive. I'm going to be doing a podcast about the way I'm looking at things um, uh, where I have learned to stop making stuff mandatory. And now I'm looking at things as, oh, that's nice to have, but not right now because of this whole idea of this long game. So let me do a quick review because my time is almost up. With this whole long game, uh, 
what is going to be needed is you're going to have to start looking at the fact that you got a new long-term plan. And when I say a long-term plan, I'm talking about a plan that's plus 10 years. Uh, It may be 25 years. Um, If you're in your early uh, 20s to 30s, this plan is subject to change after you get to the 25 year and move on. If you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, you still have a 25 plus year plan because people are living way longer on average. We're pushing up to the average getting up into the 80s. So, you know, we all need to be looking at these long-term plans. And then I talked about how Jeff Bezos started looking at his plan back in 1999 of how he approached things. And my takeaway, my wisdom smack that I got from him was that looking at the long-term plan, you have to be prepared to take a dip and a downgrade of your lifestyle, your income, and even how you um, buffer your self-esteem. You have to be willing to detach wealth from the meaning of what it means to be successful so that you don't give up, so that you don't give in, and that you, you don't acquiesce to what you think is right based on all of the comments from the peanut gallery all around you who who, who won't naturally even understand what you're doing. And then um, I I talked a little bit about corporations and countries and and how they're doing it as well. And so I just really kind of wanted to make sure that I shared with you in, you know, in full transparency and vulnerability of what I'm doing and what I see others doing and to share this wisdom because we're doing this together, you guys. So I, I want to encourage you. It's okay to accept the changes that have to be made. And it's okay to understand that you're going to have to rebuild your ability to be in control of yourself and self-disciplined. So guess what? Yep. My time is up and I sure do thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Smiva with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. I really want to thank everybody for your support. Thank you so much. Please don't forget to check the show notes for additional information and support us by using our Amazon link that goes directly to Amazon at michellesmiva.com forward slash AMZ. And guess what? Yep, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.